Okay, for the second game we will be talking about, it's the Raiders at the Jets. Uh, this game was a blowout, and the main thing I want to talk on right now is Mr. Inconsistent Sam Darnold himself. I think he's taken the title from Jameis Winston. I've never seen somebody just have a game that's lights out, making every single shot. All these throws downfield are going right to the receiver. And then he plays against the, the Patriots and does four interceptions. I mean, the Patriots are a good team. I st Donald is just so inconsistent for me. I can't really – I don't want to say I like him, but I don't want to support him because everything – he just off and on too much. Um, I also want to talk about the shutdown of Josh Jacobs in this game. Josh Jacobs was held to 10 carries for 34 yards. That That's lights out numbers, and the, he's had such an awesome season so far that it's kind of surprising to see him get shut down by a team like the Jets. Especially without uh, C.J. Mosley on their linebacking core. Uh, I also want to talk about Robbie Anderson. I'm personally not a fan of him. But he has shown that he is a very elite downfield threat. And he got four receptions at 86 yards on this t on this game. Uh, yeah. You want to talk about Sam Darnold's stats for this game? Yeah. Easy, easy game. Uh, Sam Darnold's stats on the day were 20... 29 attempts for 20 uh, completions, 315 yards, and two touchdowns, which are great numbers, and that's a 300-plus yard game for him. I'm, I'm happy for him, but he's Mr. Inconsistent, so we'll see how he does in the following weeks. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Sports by the Hour podcast. We're doing a mini Week 12 reactions episode. Uh, I'm here with Matthew Schwab, Ethan Schapp, and Evan Silik. The first game we're going to be talking about is the Green Bay Packers versus San Francisco 49ers. This was Aaron Rodgers' worst game of the season, uh, only uh, completing 20 of 33 passes for 104 yards and one touchdown with a QB rating of 75.8. Uh, on the other hand, Jimmy Garoppolo played very well, uh, completing 14 out of his 20 passes for 253 yards and two touchdowns with no interceptions and a quarterback rating of 145.8. This also was possibly the worst rushing game I've seen the 49ers have as they only managed to rack up a total of 112 rushing yards. Granted, they did have two scores on the ground, but normally you see the second-rated rushing offense in the NFL put up more numbers than that, uh, especially since they were outmatched by the Packers' rushing offense in terms of yards. Um on the San Francisco side, George Kittle, uh, coming back from strains of injuries over the course of the year, uh, had a fantastic game, having six catches for 129 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Debo Samuel also recently has been playing a lot better. He's had two, he had two catches for 50 yards and a touchdown in that game. Uh, on the Green Bay side, Devontae Adams continues to put up numbers. Uh, this game, it wasn't as much in yardage as it was in scoring, uh, seven receptions for 43 yards and average 6.1 yards per catch and a touchdown. Um, Green Bay and San Francisco both, uh, had a fumble, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo, but, uh, Green Bay was the only team that lost their, their fumble. So Green Bay ended up getting absolutely destroyed this game, 37 to eight. 
and it was Aaron Rodgers' worst performance of the year. So uh, for this game, we did our predictions, and uh, I was the only one that took Green Bay. Um, Schwab and Evan both were adamant that the 49ers were going to beat them. And the reason why I took Green Bay was just because, like, I thought Aaron Rodgers' prime time could get it done, but it really showed that there's a clear there's a clear line between the top top tip tier in the league and teams that appear to be good but just aren't all the way there. And Green Bay showed clearly they are not there. They they put way too much on just Aaron Rodgers by himself. And I want to agree with Shap on that. When the fact that Aaron Rodgers had probably his worst game of the season and they got blown out just shows that he can't carry a team. And he can still he can still carry a team, but he there's no team around him. People were talking about how he had a defense, and it's just it just it's showing how they can't stop the 49ers run game that is just obliterating. And I also want to talk about the Green Bay Packers run game. All right, here's the joke. There is none. The final game we're going to talk about for the Week 12 is the Monday night matchup between the Baltimore Ravens and the L.A. Rams uh, in the Coliseum, where Lamar Jackson put on an absolute show. Uh, the most impressive stat line for the night for me is in the Ravens' first six offensive drives, they had six touchdowns. Lamar Jackson is running this offense at such an efficient rate, it's actually insane to sit back and watch. He completed 59 of his 20 passes for 169 yards. He threw for five touchdowns and zero interceptions with a QBR rating of 139.4. And with two drops, one from uh, Marquise Brown and one from Mark Andrews, he could have been very close to his third perfect passer rating of the year. So it's just another amazing game on a huge stage uh, by, by Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens offense. Um, also in this game, there was 285 rushing yards. Um, Gus Edwards had 55 yards on 14 carries, uh, and Mark Ingram had 111 yards on 15 carries with a touchdown and averaging 7.4 yards per carry. So not only was Lamar Jackson throwing and running the ball well, uh, so was Gus Edwards and so was Mark Ingram. And for the Ravens' defense, uh, Marcus Peters and Jimmy Smith got interception in this game. They got pressure on golf and kept him wildly inconsistent the whole night. Um... Yeah, and then the Ravens, uh, the Ravens' offense were able to scheme around Aaron Donald to the point where he didn't even record a single tackle. The only stat line that he had was one assist on a tackle. So once again, I think it's just great planning by the um, Baltimore Ravens coaching on both sides of the ball. Their offense came in with a clear plan and executed it perfectly to the point where Lamar Jackson was able to lead this game uh, for most of the fourth quarter. And defense... Once again, they came with a plan ready to go and held the 6-5 and five at this time LA Rams to uh, just six points at home. I have one thing to say on this. Uh, I would like to point out that Lamar Jackson is doing something that most QBs, not most, but some QBs can, can't possibly do. He's not crutching on one wide receiver or one tight end. Almost every single wide receiver or tight end that started in the game had at least two interceptions. I mean, not two interceptions, two receptions, sorry. Except for Mark Ingram, who's a running back, and Nick Boyle. I also, and even though he's targeted Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews, and Willie Sneed probably the most, I he just splits it up so well that they have to guard and guard everyone efficiently. It's not like the Falcons where they're guarding 
Julio Jones so heavily that Calvin Ridley's wide open for the 40-yard down play. I just I, I can't get over how like he splits up the reception so well. Even uh, Jared Goff, he targeted Robert Woods six times, Cooper Cup six times, and then Higby five times. And he's a he's a pocket passer, so he's throwing it more than, than Lamar usually will. And the fact that he's only targeting those three those three receivers that much just shows that he doesn't know how to split it up as well. Now, also, I do want to point out, uh, I do agree with Evan. Uh, Lamar Jackson has made so many strides in the passing game uh, since last year. Last year, there were times where I think he, where I thought he couldn't even throw a 20-yard pass accurately. Uh, like I, I'm a fan of Lamar. I really like him. But there were but there were times where I thought that he could be in a lot of trouble if he just had to rely on his legs, which this year he hasn't needed to because he's made that many strides in the passing game. Also, uh, I do think that that point directly contributes to something that uh, I noticed and uh, Ethan and Evan both noticed that Lamar Jackson has been benched four times this year. Uh and in three straight games, not for being bad, but for blowing out opponents by that much, uh, like that, that that alone is something that you don't see. So, I think Lamar uh, has continued to play fantastic.